Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. Hey, Liberty listeners, welcome back to part two with Jill Kate. I'm so excited to have Jill Neoporti back in studio to share a little bit of her tips and advice and tools and wisdom and all the good stuff we get in our second, the second half of our interviews, but also specifically to talk about community and how she's been able to grow her brand through aggregating a bunch of people that really love her. So Jill, welcome back. Thank you. So good to be back. So Jill, um, wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of what it means to create community. And we automatically assume that that's on social media. And I, I mean that, but I don't necessarily exclusively mean that. So we'd love to talk about how in this day and age when the dialogue between us and our community needs to be two way, like customers, consumers, fans expect this. They don't expect this here's my marketing message. I've slapped it out and, you know, on some billboard and I, I hope you get it. It, it is a two-way street. Um, what have you found to be in your particular business, the best medium to begin that conversation with your potential customer, your existing customer, your return customer? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with my custom work, um, that's just a matter of maintaining a relationship during our work process. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's part of doing great work, right? Yeah. Like actually valuing who they are as people and ending on a great note and having them feel good, not only about what they have, um, but then um, how they feel about you at the end of the day. So that's its own community. The like post people I've worked with community mm-hmm. that talk, which always elicits or usually elicits um, more business. But again, that relational equity has been built with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think online, um, I think that's a matter of just being a little bit more of a, a specifically vulnerable person, right? Like, what do you mean by specifically vulnerable? Intentionally, uh, not sharing everything, okay. but right. Like yeah. giving, giving what you need to give to be vulnerable and be real and be the, a real person for me to actually show you who I am and what I care about. Um, but I'm married to a very private person. So always in my mind, I'm thinking, am I sharing too much? Am I giving away too much? Am I, I'm always filtering through that. Yeah. Um, so that really helps me to not be an oversharer. But in terms of building the community, once you are that person to the people who follow you, then it's a conversation. It's a relationship. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm selling you anything. Cause I actually don't even look at it like I'm selling them something. I'm, I want to share something with you and I love all this other stuff, but I love this stuff I made too. And if you need this, if this speaks to you, if you like this, awesome, this is great. So it feels already more like a conversation. And I think going the extra mile and when they do respond, acknowledging it Mm -hmm. and responding and it's basics. But I think that that's a conversation rather than a platform. I cannot tell you how many times people who've really grown their, and we're talking about social media in particular, but really grown that base have said, I just started talking to people. I just started not just hearting and thumbs upping, but is hearting a word? I don't know. You know what I mean? Everyone. <laughs> verb. It's hearting. Verb. It's, I don't know. <laughs> um, but 
but really starting to ask questions, mm -hmm. say thank you, mm -hmm. and, and and maybe probe a little bit more. What did you like? Or right. whatever. Right. It's not so, that you're doing like fact finding, yeah. but really beginning what what would be a natural relationship. So I heard one person one time who was sort of giving social media advice say, it, if you were in a cocktail party and somebody said, I like that dress, would you give them a thumbs up and walk away? <laughs> Hell no. Like you would say... Thank you so much. Um, I got it here, you know, or I would. I got it here and I got it on sale. Right. I knew that person. <laughs> right. Um, but but I, th I think it's really understanding that it is truly a mechanism for building relationships and for communicating with Which one another. Which then makes people feel safe and yeah. known and they want yeah. to buy things from people that they know, yeah. right? So that all snowballs. But I think in person too, what's helped me is when I have had the opportunity to do pop-up shops for whether I'm displaying custom stuff and trying to do, hey, Christmas cards this year are coming or it's the greeting card thing. Um, I obviously right away know if you're speaking my language, but also what you like and what you don't. Because I'll make things that I think are going to be, this is the best idea and no one cares. And then mm -hmm. I make stuff that I think is kind of on a whim and last minute and I shoved it in there and it's gone. So the in-person thing really has shown me as I'm trying out the greeting card thing, um, the response has been immediate, yeah. but also just, and again, community building. And I've, and I've thought about also changing my name to a more general name uh -huh. for the greeting card company. And over and over again, people, I don't know, respond to like, oh, you're Jill from Jill Kate. Like, and I would never know that unless it was interpersonal, right? Like in my face, them saying that to me in person. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then I think too, the community thing you just brought up that I keep thinking of is um, now I try to meet at least quarterly with a group of people and we just hang out and have coffee or grab a glass of wine and talk, but they're all creatives and we all do totally different things. But we are feeding off each other and encouraging each other. And it's face-to-face -face interactions of what they're experiencing and I'm experiencing and just sharing it. And it's no big deal and it's fun. But the commonality is the creative aspect of being an entrepreneur on your own, a very lonely, seemingly solitary yeah. thing yeah. and needing people to help you along. So there's sort of three aspects of that to me, the client in person, the online community, and then my own community. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that you've taken it beyond what we all assume is just, oh, I have to build that relationship with the consumer. But you're like, no, the, supporting me as a business means supporting me, scaffolding me, as well as mm -hmm. creating that relationship with the consumer. Um, let's talk later about how you can get involved with Liberty membership. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, up north. Um, I have some ideas. Exciting. And all of you who are listening, stay tuned. <laughs> September coming soon. Um, so a lot of us focus and we just kind of, I mentioned this earlier that we tend to think of community building as really driven towards social media, but you just talked about pop-ups mm -hmm. and the opportunity to get some feedback from consumers and things like that. So it's both building community, connecting with, oh, you're the Jill Kate woman, mm -hmm. you know, you're that Jill. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that we can do? Like as, if, if you're giving advice to our listener, you know, we're, we're showing up in one of your monthly events and mm -hmm. we're like, ah, I don't want to just be building community um, through my social platforms. I want to build like I want to see people. I want to touch mm -hmm. them. And we, everybody's talking about the value of real life opportunities mm -hmm. um, and connecting with people. What would your advice be or what would you do or what have you done to build a community kind of face-to-face? -face? I think that happens organically by just sharing your 
you know, you can keep it every day. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, but if you really want to, if you know someone's in a field that even has nothing to do with you, but you value them as a person and they want to chat with you, it's all very organic and natural, right? Pretty soon we should get together and have coffee. And then like-minded, like begets like, it just happens, right? You can slowly build that and make that happen. But I think that for me, um, being really aware of the people in my industry, number one, I don't follow many people in my industry on social media, just because of that subconscious creativity thing. It just happens. There's no new idea and I don't ever want to copy anybody. Mm. So that's one thing, Yeah, but I do want to be in enough to know what's going on. So that's kind of a fine line there. Um, so, but also really following, I guess is the best way to say it, the standard, like the people who I think are just doing it the best Mm -hmm. and for different reasons, but following them and really being clued into what they're doing. So that's more of a virtual community, right? Mm-hmm. But being aware of them, I think that's helpful. And again, feeling free to ask questions. Mm-hmm. People love giving their opinion, whether it's someone who thinks they're ahead of yes, you in the game yeah. or someone who just needs somebody to talk to. They want to be listened to and people love it, right? When you ask yeah. questions. So I think that's the thing I would do is either seek out like-minded people who do what you do and ask them all the questions that you can. And in in person and virtually. I would, I yeah. Would, well, these days it always starts virtually, right? Yeah. And then see if you can buy them coffee. Okay. And I think, and and give to them. They're going to give you something. Be very careful of proprietary information, what you're asking them. Be respectful, be mindful, be humble. But like, what can you give to them? Can you give them a service? Can you bring them something when you get sure. together? Whatever it is. I mean, sure. use your imagination. But you're not, because so many times I hear, yep, they called me. They wanted this information for me. I'm not doing that for them. Who are they, right? Whereas yeah. if you come at it from a totally different place, people... They want to share with you. They yeah. they want to share their expertise. Yeah. Right. So I think that does that answer yeah, you? Sort of. So I think what you what you gave me that I didn't expect, um, and I think is really helpful for all of us is that seek use the virtual world, because now your network is everyone, um, to connect in real life. Like yes. use that. Um, whether that it's on much the phone or way of No, 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 it. no. Yes, but, that's true. You, but as you gave us examples, mm-hmm. and I think that's helpful. But also I'd love to go back to, as you do, let's just take your pop-ups, for mm-hmm. example. And, yeah. you know, we had an interview. Um, I don't, the interview before you, I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, two weeks ago when it's going to air, but um, where she is a chocolate company and she talked about those real life events are so meaningful because that, I'm a digital company. I'm sending chocolates in the mail. But when I see them tasting the chocolate, having the experience, um, smiling, you know, being surprised, being sort of delighted, I think was a word that she used. Um, I I get that immediate feedback. Mm -hmm. Not only does it feel great for me as a brand Mm -hmm. and they're meeting me and we're connecting and all that stuff, but it's like I'm literally getting in real time their response. And it's like doing a focus group. Yeah. So I guess I'm asking what is the value of having your tribe and your community and your wannabe tribe, or you want them to be Mm -hmm. your tribe at those pop-ups. Like Mm -hmm. how do you develop that? And sometimes we go into those pop-up situations knowing that we're not going to really make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I'm really here to connect. I'm really here to be seen, to see, Mm -hmm. to meet with people. So how do you approach that or how would you encourage us to approach that? I think more often than not, what those experiences have done for me is it ends up I feel like people find you and gravitate towards you because of the proximity. You're in a physical place Mm -hmm. and they're physically coming to you. Mm -hmm. People you never would have been connected with otherwise seek you out and find you and you're close to me and what? I mean, it just 
naturally and organically, again, I think happens. Um, but there's something about being close in this wide world that we're living in online and social media, just having that closeness builds community and then hearing that feedback and what they think. And then that trickles out from there. Right. So all of a sudden the world feels small. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in, um, in that and feeling like you have a community of people. I don't even know some of them at all, but we know that we're there. So I think there's something about the proximity feeling small. Yeah. Um, that's helpful. I think that again, like you said, the pop-ups are not necessarily about the bottom line at the end of the day. They're about being with other artisans or businesses or other people all connecting together, all discussing, sharing fears and drawbacks and tried this and that didn't work. And wait, I need to move my site to Shopify because that's going to connect me to Facebook, which now is going to make me shop on Pinterest. Like just all the, in, all of the little nuts and bolts that are always changing. I think even with technology as a single, um, person in my business at the, at the moment, I don't, I, it's, I'm doing it all right. So everything's so slow. It just takes me so long to get everything done. Plus the kids and relegating, really being disciplined about my time, how much time I am going to give to my business. I could work on it every night, all night long. And I have sure. to not do that. Right. I'm sure everyone could say that sure. who's listening. Um, so I think that things just take longer and it's so easy to get frustrated and bogged down in that. And so some of those communities can help with that. I mean, sometimes it is about the easy answer and you can't have that again unless you have the relationship and you feel like they're, get, they're getting something in return. It's just like social media where I'm not going to ask for you to buy something every time I'm posting. I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm asking or whatever the ratio is, right? Yeah. Like I'm putting Do you know out that book um, by Gary Vaynerchuk, which no. is called Jab, 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 Punch or Jab, 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 Something. I'm I've saying it wrong. It. But yes. that's the whole idea. Okay. Like, I, I think it's three times. You jab three times and then you strike or you punch or whatever yes. once. And this concept is you have these three times to say something, to give something away on social media. And then that last time is the time that you ask for something or right. you, you put the, your brand forward. Um, and I think a lot of times we don't do that enough. We don't realize how many times we're like, Hey, look at me. And aren't I awesome? And, um, or come do this for me and, and come do this for me, by the way, is come to my event, right. even though you're like, Oh, but I'm giving you this opportunity. It's, 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 it's still, ask. yeah, it's an ask. Mm -hmm. And so being mindful of how we build community where we're just giving and we're mm -hmm. giving to people who can access that give across various platforms. And yeah, even if they're in Iowa or even if they're in New York city or, you know, wherever that they can, they can appreciate what you're giving to yeah. them. Um, so it's great to have a fan base and it's great to be popular. And we've talked a lot about how, even as you, I think in part one, you talked about some of these people that I'm, I want that tribe. I mm -hmm. want to be a part of it. And I want to adopt the tribe that they have aren't necessarily the most popular, but they're mm -hmm. my people. Mm -hmm. Um, how are you hoping, looking, or have you converted some of those people that you want to be part of your tribe into not just a fan, but really a purchaser or, or you know, um, somebody who's actively engaged with Jill Kate? So whether that's for the custom work or um, buying a greeting card, is there a way that you've tried to do that sort of conversion intentionally or and maybe you have by saying, I, I give so many times and then there's a, hey, look at me. 
A little bit of that. The hey, look at me is harder for me, actually. I'm not like holding myself back from the sales part. Like I, that's not natural to me. Mm-hmm. So the sharing, sharing, give, give, give information or isn't this cool? Or look, That's natural to me. And the ask is always harder, which I find usually my other business friends, it's the opposite, right? They're looking for ways to try to be inspiring, but I really just want to get to the ask to get mm-hmm. you to buy something from me. Um, so I think that's a little bit different. But well, the greeting card thing kind of remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll let you know. Okay. I'll get back to you in a few Stay months. Tuned. But yeah, yeah I, but I think what's changed things in the super, super short term is like I just mentioned, these platforms being shoppable now has changed a lot for people like me yeah. who no longer has to go to the National Stationery Show, have a rep who's going to rep me in Iowa. It's two seconds away and two clicks away and you can have a card at your door in three days. Like it's really changed things. So um, that's really made the um, ability to connect with someone else's tribe and let them try it for five or 10 bucks or whatever it is, that's become a lot easier. So I think the way that that becomes sticky is when you do good work and they like what they get, right? And then from there on, they actually like you and your lifestyle and what they're seeing. And that's the only way they're going to stick around. With custom, people are getting married or they're not. They do or they don't. I don't have to convince you to like me. You need my service or you don't. Both greeting cards, that's different. So I think that is a, a bigger a bigger thing. And I think that as much exposure as I might get from these people that I've followed, and I think their tribe is my tribe, um, if they don't love it, they're not going to share it. So that all has to be an authentic relationship to begin with. And then from there, I think the ability to purchase the way we just described makes it so much easier. So for me, in the super short term and in a small sense, um, we'll see how long they stick around. But with something like greeting cards, that stickiness seems a lot more viable than in my my custom work. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question that um, I didn't anticipate asking. But so often we have, and something like a card, a mm-hmm. greeting card, let's mm-hmm. say, you might have somebody who you wouldn't consider to be your tribe. Let's say somebody contacts you in the way that you've contacted other people mm-hmm. via direct message. Mm-hmm. They find you on Instagram. They're like, I love her. Mm-hmm. They're maybe even an influencer. Okay. And they are like, hey, send me a card. I'd love to post it. And you're like, you're not my people. Your people aren't my people. How do you respond to that? Like, how important is it that your the visible tribe, like the people that other people see that mm-hmm. are following you and you're mm-hmm. following, how is how important is it that they understand what your community looks like? And I mean, there's always outliers, but in general, how would you respond to that? Because I think a lot of us are like, any news is good news. Any mm-hmm. post is mm-hmm. a good post. Any share is a good share. But is that the case when we're trying really hard to build not just a tribe, but a tribe that is mm-hmm. our tribe? Mm-hmm. I think that it's, um, that would probably make me look more at what I created and be like, mm. wow, this Wired. speaks to you. Yeah, That's so interesting. And I would probably be like, absolutely, try it. I'm doubtful that will stick for you. But great, like this, who knows? That's crazy, right? And if they really aren't my people, who cares? They're not going to stick around anyway. Sure. So I think it would be a litmus test. Sure. Right? That yeah. would be interesting. But I do follow a few people, specifically card-wise, that are so not my people. And I am sort of a voyeur. Like I'm fascinated to know who who are, who are their people. And I want to learn from that to know who is connected to them because they are not my people, but I want to understand how that works because I do think things surprise us sometimes and we're all not just part of one tribe. We have all these overlapping parts, right? So I would say yes. It's also, right, I think kind of an anecdote or really it's a a fact. I think that the more divisive you are divisive, um, the more 
right on you are, that mm. you, you're going to aggregate your, uh, like a certain kind of person mm-hmm. that if you're vanilla or mm-hmm. lukewarm or whatever, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting a lot of like, you know, fair weather fans mm-hmm. versus people who are like, I am all in mm-hmm. to this, to this, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And so defining ourselves mm-hmm. by not only our brand, but because it's a community conversation by our community mm-hmm. um, is, is, important mm-hmm. and has real value. Um, okay. I, you've talked about the busy mom thing. You've talked about, I could work all day long. It's just natural when you're running your own business, but there are some things we often sort of put into place that we don't even know that we're doing to organize ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe because you are a perfectionist, even <laughs> though you said in part one that you're not necessarily, mm-hmm. but th- that you have some things in place that ha- that keep you on schedule, especially with your custom work, let's say, where there's an actual deadline in mm-hmm. place. Um, but what are some of the things that you institute on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whether it's, uh, you know, an organizational app or something like that? What are some of the mm-hmm. things that you use that you can help us figure out how to better manage our day? You're I'm laughing, laughing only because I never remember anything unless I write it down. Oh. So I'm one of those people. I like have the seven pound planner, right? It's like leading to chiropractic problems. Yeah. But um, I still carry it around. And I don't, it's same with like, by the way, we, do you realize you just said seven pounds? Was that? Oh. And the, her, her husband okay. wrote that movie. Oh, That's hilarious. He's going to love yeah. that. <laughs> um, okay. So um, same with Kindle reading. I don't remember a thing I read on my Kindle. I'll be like, yeah. I read that book, right? It's the same. Yeah. If I put something in my phone, it's gone. Like I yeah. don't remember. So I have my... I do that with movies. I'm halfway through and I'm like, I've seen this before. <laughs> and Brian's okay. like, really? It took you that long? <laughs> like, I have seen this Oops. before, definitely. <laughs> and I've wasted half of my life oh, or yeah. half of the movie, the uh, life of my whatever. Anyway. Yep, yep. Yeah. So on. pen and paper for sure. I have my favorite pens, whatever. But simplified planners. It's a planner that I use. That's a brand that I love. Simplified it's planners. It's called Simplified Planners. Okay. It's by this lovely gal named Emily Lay, who yes. I do not know. Yes. Um, but I adore her from afar. And anyway, I use her planner because it works and it's simple and it's easy and it lets me segment what out makes my day. It works? What makes it um, work? The Why layout. Is it different? I love the layout. I love the, gosh, we're really going to get specific. I love yeah. the like rings in the middle and the paper that she uses and the way it folds and the way it can go all the way back and the pen doesn't bleed through to the other side and I can use different, it, I just, everything about there's it. There's quotes sometimes. But you're not a dinner. perfectionist. I know, right? Okay. I'm really, right, mm, just, yeah. I'm going to give yourself. you some numbers of some people. <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah, are, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so relatively <laughs> speaking, <laughs> okay, okay. Look so laid back. <laughs> okay. So that's that. Um, but in terms of, so that's probably a big, the big organizational one, but like my husband and I both work at home. So usually we end up passing each other and like, what's about Friday at seven? Like it doesn't work to email or text. Cause he's like, I'm right here. And I'm like, but, oh, so we yeah. have had to figure that out. And there's this amazing wall calendar that, um, is by this woman named Lindsay letters and she's mm-hmm. a calligrapher mm-hmm. and she's made like a business wall calendar, but mm-hmm. you can use it for anything. And it's sometimes it's even two or three or four months at a time, mm-hmm. dry erase, but anyway, it's fantastic. So that's a really neat thing mm, for good. organization. I mean, you could make this yourself, but like, come on, let's make it beautiful. <laughs> so there's <laughs> yeah. that. And then, um, what else, what else do I do for organizing? This is silly, but when I come across something that I love design wise, there's this app called what the font have you heard of oh, this? Oh, no. So you can you either take a picture. Anyway, you upload it and it helps you find. There's a lot of stuff online, but just for easy apps, this is easy on the go stuff. It helps you figure out fonts. If you're like, I love that. I want to change it. But what font did they use? That's a fun okay. one. Okay. Um, anyone can be a designer with Canva. 
Yes, right. I love Canva. So Canva is yeah. always good. But then, almost anyone, I've I've maybe <laughs> proven that wrong. But so that goes yeah. along well, though, with again not organizational, but beautiful. And Canva, um, just I think we've mentioned it before, but for those listening, is a design app that um, is free for the most part. Yeah. There's a ton of it that's free. There's a few things that are 99 cents or a dollar or whatever. Right. But it's an awesome way to build a, a board for any social media, a post, an invitation, a poster, a postcard, right. business cards. They've got all kinds of templates. Right. But the, my newest find that I love mostly for social, for, um, excuse me, for Instagram is something called social squares. Uh-huh. Oh and you're it full of information. Is, woo! And it is just beautiful <laughs> photography specifically. This is someone that I love anyway as a person. She doesn't know me, but um um she just takes beautiful stock photography and she has another business that's larger for websites and blogs. It's called the SC Stock Shop. But I love all of her images. Some of it is subscription based, so you can I was get gonna ask how how do you use month, it? You can okay. get it. Uh, also with I think her bigger one, the SC Stock Shop, you can just be a monthly newsletter subscriber and then you can get a couple free images a month. So oh. there's a way to just do that. So that's fun. And those are bigger images for like blogs and websites. But she does beautiful work and anyway, so that's a little but that's the smaller one you can use for social. Social scores is specifically for Instagram and for social okay. things. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Those are yeah. good tips. Yeah. Um, and I like that they're both um, digital and analog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> non, Non-tech. <laughs> um, okay. And I want you to share with our listeners, because I feel like you've kind of given us a lot of really good information on how to scaffold who we are as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as busy women. Um, But I'd love for you to just kind of give some encouragement. As you're this person who's identified how meaningful it is for you to encourage others, like how would you encourage all of our listeners who are on the fence about starting their own thing or trying to grow something and feeling stuck? Like what's one piece of wisdom or advice you'd like to, to leave them with? I think if you haven't already launched, I think just get started and be honest. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be honest when you're getting started because you feel like you don't know what you're doing and there's so much at stake. But I think that it's really okay to be vulnerable, um, especially online, and ask people that you find in the know, people that you want to emulate, ask them a lot of questions. So can I just ask for a little, I want to like mic drop and Mm -hmm. say thank you for that, but I have to ask another question. Yes. Um. When we talk about being vulnerable and we're putting ourselves out there as Mm -hmm. experts, Mm -hmm. can you, let me, let Mm -hmm. me ask you, go back to that Mm -hmm. one, that one or first or second year in Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. is when you say be vulnerable, is it fair to say that you're saying, I don't know how to pour ink into my machine, um, Okay. Nope. So, so, cause we, we don't want people to be like, I can't seem to grow my business, but I'm being really vulnerable. <laughs> like I want to give some good point. Some really, <laughs> thank you. This is why you're running this thing. No, I just want to give some really good information because I think people hear the vulnerability and the transparency thing and it's awesome. Yeah. But it's like, can we just what does that mean? Just a little bit yeah. more. Well, like, I think I hear, how do you, how do you navigate that? 90% right? I'm always thinking of what should I be doing? Mm -hmm. Not how am I doing really, Mm. but what should I be doing? So I'm always comparing and that's such a bad game, right? On social media. So I should be looking like this. And I don't mean like 
I know. skinnier. I yeah. mean, like I should be doing these things to grow my business and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you probably should. But I think that it's okay to say, I'm a little lost on this part or still figuring it out. Like, yeah, I mean, one in 12 posts. I mean, I'm not, not every day. We don't need to hear your yeah. therapy session, yeah. but just, it's okay to not know everything. And I think that that's more rare to see when people are getting started. And I, I think that it's okay to mention it once in a while. Okay. So I should have said it a little more, you know, just, and I think some of that's just be honest with yourself. Maybe that's more of it. Be yeah. honest with yourself that it's hard. We all know that it is. And then push through and keep going and get started. Like I waited so long to start a business Instagram account. I just yeah. had it under my personal account for so long that was private because it was just an expression of who I was. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't, uh, it's not something I had to go sell because I was dealing with clients one-on-one and they were my clients. I didn't have to sell to them. Right. So this was just my own little personal thing. And it was what I love to do. And mm -hmm. I'm going to let you see a little bit of it. Everyone who already follows me personally, right. Till I thought, okay, wait, this is, this is more legitimate than that. Number one. So take yourself seriously enough to just start and it's okay. We want to see the process of you starting. That's fun. That's encouraging to someone else. Sure. Somebody who's just it's like a recipe for what will be success. Right. We get to, we get to see it in real time. Right. Um, and I also think going back to some of the things you said earlier about your once a month group or all that, really be honest with those people mm -hmm. and, and utilize those people as not just a place to be, be viewed as an expert or boy, she's got She's got it together, mm -hmm. but really utilize those opportunities. And to be to humble be, in those situations because yeah. you always think other people are further ahead than you are. And they all might be. And that's just fine. So feel free to give your opinion. But none of us were meant to do any of this alone. And yeah. this can be a lonely venture. It can be, depending on what you're doing. I know for me, it can be. As much as I love the, the wonderful monotony of like hearing my press go and getting in this like monotonous motion and letting my brain relax and be creative, like all the great things that come with it, I need to be with people. So being humble in those situations and, but at the same time owning it, I don't, I don't know. Ask questions. I don't, share it your doesn't information. sound like you don't know. Share your it information. Like you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And it's so clear to me that when other people have been vulnerable, that's been really meaningful for you and mm -hmm. catapulted you that's as right. a business. Yeah. You've said, I appreciate that. So I want to be that, not just to be real and to gather community, but I also want to spur others on by, mm -hmm. by being real myself. Yeah. And so um, we love you for that. Um, but before we let you go, we're going to end with our game, our quick six game. So I'm going to ask you six um, questions and just, just tell me what comes to mind. So do you okay. prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Um, I know I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> but I like flexibility, friend. Yeah. yeah. I have to, a night owl too. Like yeah. A night owl. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the only night owl that's a perfectionist? Aren't most, not, aren't, aren't <laughs> most perfectionists? Yeah. Like in the world. <laughs> um, aren't most like morning people? Probably. Yeah. See? And I just read the other day, people are more creative at night. What? Oh, you did? Okay. You heard it here. Mm -hmm. Ladies See? and three gentlemen. I don't know who you are. It's, it's probably like, all, like all, you can tell we laugh here. We laugh in studio. We yeah. laugh. Sometimes we cuss. We've, we've heard it all. Um, do you prefer vacationing in the mountains or on the beach? Would have said the beach until I moved a few years ago. And Ta Tahoe, it's yeah. the beach in the mountains. Yeah. It's the perfect temperature. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know. That's all those it. people who don't live in California, I feel like they're Sorry. like, shut up, come all visit. No, don't come. It's crowded. Um, <laughs> but there's lo there's lots of that. I mean, we've got the yeah. Great Lakes. It's There's lots of that. We're, we're yeah. Anywho. 
<laughs> people are going to be mad. I'm coming um, to Italy next. You're going to yeah, show it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then do you prefer working from home or do you like going to an office? Um, for sure from home, just because of flexibility with life and chaos and kiddos. But um, I, I need to be around people. So I have to get out. So, And I do love looking, working with a team, which I almost never do too. So that all kind of goes together. Needing to see other people, be around other people, be influenced and obviously inspired by other people. But um, having the flexibility of being at home is to have the outs that I need when sure. I need them with young family. So how do you do, because you have your press at home mm -hmm. because you work from home when you have that need to be around other people that aren't necessarily clients. How does that happen? Like if you're like, I need to get out of here. Is it a coffee shop? Is it the, the, other entrepreneurs and creatives you meet with once a month? What does that look like? Yeah, I think it's all those things. Okay. I think it's neat, like purposefully seeking out those things that are going to inspire me. I, we're going to the city today. We're going to Napa yeah. today. I mean, thankfully, I live near some amazing places yeah, that I drive. And so that's easy. But it's actually, number one, realizing that I need it because sometimes yeah. I'm like, whoa. Uh, hold on. I need a minute out of here. I'm um, realizing I need it. And then like carving out time. Cause you feel like that's an, I, I shouldn't say that. I feel like it's indulgent and it's not, it's, oh, yeah. it's, I get it. It's encouraging and exciting and I need to fit that in. So. Yeah. And it's a form of what you were talking about in, in part one of our conversation where you were like, when I left Los Angeles, I didn't realize that I was constantly taking in inspiration and I was right. constantly being, um, fueled mm -hmm. with these ideas and these, um, these sort of creative triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it is really important for us to, mm -hmm. to take time for those things. Um, do you like working alone or with a team? I think you just sort of answered this. And yeah, with, I do like working with a team. I did something at my kid's school this year, some PT, AOC, whatever it's called, PTC yeah. thing, um, this last year. And I kept finding myself. Is, is this it's, like a, 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 club for parents? Is no, this PTC at school, but some, right? Isn't it the PTA somewhere? The PTA, a PTO oh, yeah, okay, okay, somewhere a PTA. else in the PTC. I didn't know if this was a disorder. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> or like a parent thing. Okay, you might want to cut that all out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. PTC thing at got school. It. Yep, from my kid's school. And I I'm, was like co-hosting it with someone else. And um, I kept like chatting with her about every part of it, like every decision. And she's like, you take one event, I'll take another. And I was like, oh, this is so fun to do together though. What? So I like working with people. But again, like that monotony of working alone, I've realized now that my youngest is in school full time, um, my brain does not relax and let me be creative unless I have that downtime. And yeah. it's not like 20 yeah. minutes outside, I'll be right back. Like it's like I'm driving for half an hour and then look what I thought of, right? I've yeah. got 60 card ideas in my phone. I didn't have that for four years. Like it's a new season of life for me right now. Yeah. So I, I really need both. Yeah. I, I think, I think most people answer that in, in a similar way that, oh, they, they always answer their first answer is one or the other. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, but I also need this for X, Y, Z. Middle of the road, friend. Um, hardest, hardest, <laughs> hardest question, tire Mexican food. Oh, that's not hard. <gasps> It's not, I don't know. If I'd we, love Thai food, but oh, it's Mexican all oh, day long. Oh, I For probably sure. were besties. No, I love oh. you. But there is no good Thai food where I live. So that's oh, okay. why. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've okay, got to drive enough. 45. So okay. no. 
Um, does it have to be spicy? I don't think so. You don't I need love spicy. Spicy. Don't, don't you talk think? to me about my husband's new spice allergy. Let's not talk about that because it's a sad thing. But I love spicy. What? Mm. Can't you just have your own jar of yes. jalapenos? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, do. I like to work with people. So come oh. over and have my jalapenos. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll with do it me, together. Okay? We'll do it together. <laughs> um, and then, as you know, this podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Our brand, Liberty. You're holding a Liberty editorial journal mm-hmm. in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it mean for you, Jill Neoporti, to be liberated? Oh, um, it means loving what I do. I think I'm, I'm really so aware right now of being a woman in this time. Like I so often lately, maybe it's having kids. I don't know. Think about a hundred years ago. This wasn't possible. 50 years ago, this didn't work this way. I think I'm just so grateful that I live in this time where we can choose what we want to do and live in a place where we can do that. So yeah, that's exciting. Amen to that. Um, I can't tell you the treat it's been to have you here in the studio and thank you for um, giving us something to consider as we look kind of into ourselves and, and keep telling ourselves the truth and not, um, not believing the lies and also to build the kind of community, both in our customers and in other people who can help to build us up and to keep us accountable and to listen to us being vulnerable and add that support. Um, thank you for all that wisdom. I appreciate it. And all y'all out there, check out the show notes where, uh, Elizabeth will have everything Jill downloaded for us, all those apps and all those um, paper products <laughs> um, that you can that you can uh, access. And um, of course, her URL. Uh, Jill, thanks again for being with us. Loved being here. It was awesome. Thank okay, you. you guys, see you next week. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower.